I don't know if you guys were here last week, but um, Athena Platypus, uh, she's a school teacher and the children call her Miss, Miss, Mrs. Platypus. So now I can't get that out of my head. Athena Cladis, uh, she finished up, she was doing Mark 13. So she was going into the end times. Um, and I'm just going to go straight off that. So buckle in. We're going into the end times. But before, before we can get into the end times, I feel like we just need to get into the beginning a little bit, you know, just to refresh, right? So because of Adam, we're fallen. We're fallen away. And then, of course, God sees Abraham. And I'm going to start a people from this guy. And from Abraham, he gets circumcised. All his family gets circumcised. And that's how you can tell them apart, right? We move on to Isaac, to Jacob. And then, of course, Moses. Everyone knows Moses, right? Moses takes his people out of captivity. And, of course, the Ten Commandments come. So there's a whole list of things that sets them apart from everyone. And he raises his staff for the, the seas part, and a nation is born. And then this large group of people start to develop customs and cultures. You know, they cover their hair, they have the long little twirly things, you know, they dress a certain way to set them apart because this is God's people, this group of people. And this is what they look like, this is what they act like, this is what they eat, this is what they believe. But then Jesus came along. Of course, we have David and Solomon, and it goes on, prophets, 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 prophets. And then Jesus comes along. And Jesus, speaking to the top teacher of the time, Nicodemus, he says this to him. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said that to you. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus is like, but how can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and we bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, that's when he lifted up to part the seas, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Jesus is lifted up for a new nation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, 
but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Jesus. This is Jesus telling Nicodemus all this. Nicodemus is getting a a, a preview of all of it. And so I've been, um, after I I preached, something like six, seven weeks ago, I'm always hungry for what's coming up next. And um, the only scripture that I was given, well, it just hit me really early. I don't understand why. I just sort of go with it, right? It was this one. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet, when it's sown, it grows up and becomes larger, and all the garden plants, larger than all the garden plants, and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Now, I live next to a park, so there's a lot of trees. So every time I'm looking out, I'm like, oh, that's right, that scripture about the trees. And I've always been like in my head, you know, I've been thinking about a tree, like is he building up, building up us, building up me? Is that what he's referring to? And there's scripture that goes along with that, the reason why I thought that. Um, Psalms. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. This gets echoed again in Jeremiah, which I think, Juanito, I think you actually said this a few weeks back. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heat does not fear when heat comes. And again, not anxious for the drought. We're talking about end times. So when I've been thinking about this tree, and there's so many references to the tree, I've been thinking about myself, how I'm digging in, how I feed off Scripture, how I, how I live my life, that I'm strong. That's what I think about. But when I started looking at all the notes that people say, trying to make sense of the, the tree that's planted by the water um, in Mark 4, you know, it grows up, becomes large, and all the garden plants. So basically, you become the biggest tree. Everyone talks about, hey, this is, this is Christianity. It's like a little seed. It grows really big. And then there's these massive branches. And on these branches, birds perch and go into its shelter. And no one can agree on what those birds are. Is it angels? Is it the lost? 
Maybe it's the prostitutes, the tax collectors. But you read all the notes, and it's because Jesus doesn't explain. So only Jesus knows what he was talking about. That on these large branches, birds will come. What are these birds? Are we the trees? If I'm the tree, what's the bird? Bugged by this. But one thing that is clear, right? There is sanctuary in the kingdom of God. In these dark times, you are the evergreen. You, in times of drought, stay green. You don't get anxious because you're feeding off the stream. So, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. That one's to make you feel better. Jesus warns us. He talks about the end times. It's very clear. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by the fruit. So your fruit exposes you. And here's the thing. God expects you to have fruit. Now, when I was thinking about the tree, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be strong. It's all about me. I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to go crazy. I'm going to be... But it's again, it was all about me. Because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what's coming. I'm afraid of what I'm seeing, the the whispers of war, the the power bills, everything is coming. But I'm like, no, I trust in God. I don't lean on my own understanding. I lean in God. But beyond that, we are the kingdom of God. We don't need to be circumcised anymore, wear funny clothes to be distinguished. When we're born again, We're baptized in water when you're born. You're baptized by the Holy Spirit. You're covered in the Holy Spirit. This is so you are the church. We're such sinners and, you know, we're always thinking about ourselves. And the only way to get us to be the body, to be church, like us individuals are the building where God lives, This was for Jesus to die so the Holy Spirit can come in because Jesus purifies us. He's that one seed. So we become the church. We are the everlasting. We are eternal because we are all branched off Jesus. 
So Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know where his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I choose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. You are friends of God. God is your friend. Do you even know what that means? To have God as your friend? So here's the way that we are distinguished now. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. So as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. <laughs> By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, this is the way. This is the culture of the kingdom. This is the fruit. Paul explains it to us. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. This whole world is trapped in the physical. That's what they build. But there's two facets to this world. 
There's the physical and the spiritual. Now, the people in the physical have no idea of the spiritual. They can't even grasp it. And Jesus keeps telling them they're not going to be able to see it. Like what? The disciples go to Jesus. They they ask him, why do you you speak them in in parables? And And he answered them, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. He's talking about you. Blessed are you that can see. Blessed are you that can hear. As this world gets darker, we get brighter. We become more apparent because our culture is different. You go out in the world, you're going to be attacked. You come into this world And just like those birds, you can perch, you can find rest, you can relax. Thanks to Jesus. And again, Jesus is trying to explain the spiritual world. He put another parable saying to them, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. This is the Matthew version. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Who plants a tree in a field? There's nothing there. But he plants a... Then there's this massive tree. You can't deny it. You can see it. That's what his kingdom is like. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all even. You can't see it grow and expand. It fills everything up. This is a spiritual world. He left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the, man of, is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, 
and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteousness, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found out and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. What is he talking about? This man gives up everything and starts living from this new field where he finds this treasure. Just as we, when you find the treasure, when you find the pearl, your whole life revolves around that. Your reality, what you see, what you hear is coming from that. This treasure. Eternal life. We have eternal life. And it's not just about where we're going afterwards. It's about right now. Now. This is power, people. I am telling you the power of God. You're looking for miracles, but I'm telling you, God saved you. You were a sinner. I was an idiot. People talk to me about God all the time. I tell them to get lost. But I was hungry. I could see that this stuff wasn't working. And I realized I was an idiot. I don't know everything. Humbled myself. You know how hard it is to change someone's mind? let alone explain to them you, a sane person, believes in an invisible God. They can't even see the spiritual world. They have no idea. They have no idea. How are they going to see? How are they? How? how? Your fruit. Your fruit. The love, gentleness, the compassion. Wow, this is better than stuff out there. Yeah, because that fruit is rotten. There's an expectation on you for your fruit. Otherwise, he has to prune you so you finally get fruit. And that hurts. Trust me. I know. There's been a lot of pruning in my life. But I'm always seeking the fresh water. I don't want to be pruned anymore, but I'm going to be pruned. But there's fruit. People get the sanctuary from hanging out with you, the peace, not the judgment. That's what the world does. Leave that to God. Give them the fruit, give them the joy. Let them know it's going to be all right because you believe in God. And just like Paul, whether I die, it's great. Whether I don't die, it's great. When I'm here, it's good. I can't lose. Even if they chop my head off. Glory. Victory. Because you know the truth. 
the way, the life. You know Jesus. This is the power. His Holy Spirit in you because you believe. Let the Holy Spirit work through you. And, you know, you can't help but wonder, I wish you see someone that's hurting, I wish they could just be healed. And they might be healed. But that's just the hand of God. You know, once they get healed, they're still going to die. Sorry, we all die. But if they're saved, eternal life. If you go past the hand and get to the heart, get to his face, what was I even preaching about? Oh, yeah. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. It's about being all in. All in. Not halfway in. All in. Sell all your things. Even the stuff you really like. All in. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a scary thought when you think about that. What, what's good, what's bad, what stays, what doesn't stay. It's a scary thought because I have family members that don't believe. And, and I hope that if I am that strong branch and the shelter, the shelter that perhaps... There's shelter for them. Perhaps. But Jesus says, the only way you get an enter is believing in him. When things get really dark, it's an opportunity. It's not nice to say. No one wants things to get dark. But it's an opportunity for the light. It's an opportunity for the truth. You can see something's not working. How about this? But no one's going to want that if your fruit is yucky. If they don't see anything in you. So I, I implore you, I ask you, how is your fruit? Do you give abundant amount of fruit? Are you a prosperous tree? God's watching. He has an expectation. It's not just, you be a nice, big, strong tree. Yippee! Look at me, how strong I am. 
It's like, no, fruit, more trees. Then we become a forest. It's not a field anymore. It's a forest because of your fruit. And the more fruit that you start giving, the more fruit, like it just multiplies. And, and look, we're not all built the same. We're not all like evangelists. We're not all like teachers. We all got our own skill. We all got our own thing. And of course, God knows that. He put that in you. He built you like that. So are you using it? Is that flourishing? Is your fruit big? Is it a little teeny weeny fruit? How can it be big? There's, there's a, a large amount of faith. But again, Jesus is the vine. It's not about you figuring it out so much as you being with Jesus. Because when you're with Jesus, it's going to come out. There's no stopping it. And people will see. People will partake. People will want some. And then it continues on. You know, we forget how important it is to be saved sometimes, you know. But it's the helmet of salvation that protects your thoughts. And it's the thoughts that are getting attacked more than anything in this time with social media. You're seeing a lot of thoughts, seeing a lot of ideas, seeing a lot of things being hammered or, you know, cancelled. But you have salvation, you have the truth, you can see what he is talking about. You can see the spirit. And the power is not to go with the flesh, but instead do good against hate, love, and that what draws everybody in. Can I get the the worship team, please? So this, this kingdom, this kingdom of God that we're all part of, It's about being a citizen of that world, but that's where the power is. We're not victims of this world. We're above it. And more importantly, we can see for what it is. And seeing and understanding, we can move. We can do something. We can act as one. So it's a good advertiser for the all-in meeting. Let's pray. Ah, Thank you. Thank you, Father. Father, I, I really want to be fruitful in my time here on earth. We all do. Even if we don't realize it. But Father, we, we ask for your wisdom. Father, we, we, we want to hear your voice with all the noise that's out there. 
And Father, we plant ourselves firmly into your soil and we seek your word, your rivers. This church is all about living off your word, abiding in you so you can abide in us and we can be one. Father, I pray in these coming months as we're getting close to Christmas that when we see that Christmas tree, we think of your kingdom. That star on the top, that light shining bright that everyone would come. Help us to be that. Help us to shine your light. Father, we pray for our friends and family that haven't found the Lord. We pray, Lord, that you make a path, open a conversation, prepare their hearts for you. We're ready. We're ready to take him in. And we thank you, Lord, that we are not the tail, that we are the head. Thank you, Lord, that when we are humble, when we are weak, you are strong. And there is no one stronger than you. So, Lord, in these dark times, shine on us so we can reflect your light. Give us ideas and ways to help serve you and the community and the people around us. And this community around us, let them see beyond just the hands that help, but let them see your heart and your love for them so that they too may be saved. And we pray all this in your name. Jesus.